When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, baby. <laughs> Top of the morning. Top of the morning. It's actually afternoon. It does not feel like it's it. Later it, is. Usual. it is later than usual. Okay. What is up, everybody? Welcome into the DMVR Nuggets podcast. Presented as always, actually, just the DMVR Nuggets podcast. I got the squad in the house, guys. Man, what a busy day. You stay up all late last night. The funniest part of any awesome Nuggets game is just the like inability to fall asleep. Complete yeah. inability to go to bed afterwards. Just hype. I think I read every tweet that was sent yesterday. I think I read them all. Wow. Every single one. Just scrolling the timeline, seeing the takes. It was a thing of beauty. So today, you get a little rest. You wake up with fresh eyes. I have a feeling today, though, we'll, our takes are going to be as drunk as yesterday. It was such a hype. Oh, thing. I'm hammered right now. <laughs> hammered on nugget type. But to help me do that, what a panel I've assembled here today. The birthday boy himself. My guy, go ahead and cue up that music, Kel. Do you have it ready to go? No way. Cue up that music. Oh, you guys are too much. 30 years old. <laughs> the it's short. like we watched him grow up this feels right like before a short our show. eyes. Doesn't it, guys? You're no, 30? This, this, is appro- <laughs> <laughs> this is appropriate music. In Welcome to hell. Like, uh, <laughs> it's a birthday and it should happen inside of a crib. Just for context, yeah. how long thirty been, going on three? Just how long we've been doing this together? Remember when we used to make fun of me for being like seventeen? Yeah, I do remember job? that. Yep, it's it's yeah. been a while, fellas. Yeah, known uh. you since you were this big, man. <laughs> oh, now I'm like maybe shorter even. <laughs> oh my god! No, seriously though, happy birthday! And, Thanks, fellas. And uh, technically, it was today, but you kind of celebrate. You know, last night led into your birthday. Yoke gave you a little present. He did. Uh, Michael Nugget, Porter too. Michael Porter too. I stayed up writing about the Nuggets because that's exactly what I wanted to do. And then the first thing I did after publishing was retweet this: uh, the Celtics have won one title <laughs> since the Cold War. <laughs> Wait, really? Fact check that. It's true. Well, I, mean, I mean, when did the Cold War really start? And I feel like, like that's always kind of the Cold War. The Cold War sounds like yeah. World War II, but it's really in the eighties. Yeah. There's no defined <laughs> start and finish. Eighties, nineties. It's okay. Also, we're Nuggets fans, but screw it. You screw know? it. You know, whatever. Lock, lock grenades. Yeah. Uh, honestly, though, whose gift did you like better, Porter's or Jokic's? Well, Jokic, I knew Jokic's would be there. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's like your mom who just gives you like a hundred bucks. On yeah, your- yeah. I, just, I already spent it. It's, it's kind of <laughs> like gifts from mom or dad. You know mom's got a gift. Dad, yeah, right. all right, I'll take it this year. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, honestly, I knew it was coming when I was watching Jeopardy earlier in the day. And the clue was, uh, uh-oh, guess what day it is? Mike, 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 yeah. Mike, Mike, Mike. <laughs> he just knew. I just knew. It was destiny. Eric has visions. You have Jeopardy. That's right. Uh, speaking <laughs> of visions, over here, the visionary himself, D-Line Co. <laughs> That's right, and right now I'm working off of extreme sleep deprivation, so I, <laughs> I uh, anticipate I'll be having some waking visions that I don't realize if I'm in a dream or driving. We're going to get an all-time bad D-line performance, and <laughs> I can't wait for it. I, I slept under one hour. <laughs> under one hour, damn. Uh, uh, then over there, the guy who's been absent for most of the playoffs, not absent, just from the show, it's yeah, Harrison Wayne. I'm still drunk from last night, hammered, just... Operating off straight vibes at the moment, just fumes and vibes. Yeah, I mean, well, that's a great thing to be operating off of, to be yeah. honest with you, because the vibes really were so hard, uh, high from this game and really have been from this playoffs. Denver got tested a little bit in three and four with Booker playing at a level that we all tip our hat. We all have had good things to say about him. But I'm going to start with this one. I mentioned it on the podcast last night just a little bit. <laughs> First of all, I listened to Hoop Collective today. Thinking like, all right, Why? it's time. But, well, just because, you know, you're driving in. I want to hear, like, what are other people saying? Are they as hyped? They start the show like this. Look, good reporters there. They have ESPN has their own agenda good about hedge. how they do it. Yeah, I'm just, I'm yeah. just trying not to shit on people. Right, yeah, I'm yeah. being sincere about this. Yeah. They started off by saying, no, I didn't watch this one. <laughs> but I did look at the box. Was, was my guy Tim McMahon on? Uh, no, he wasn't. He's it, actually covering yeah, the he's series actually in, in Denver. Town. Yeah, so yeah. it would have been good. We got to get him on. We got to get him on. My guy Tim. No, but Wittenhorst, you know, obviously covering some of the other high-profile series. He's like, I didn't see, but... 
Looks like Jokic had a good game. <laughs> it looked like I was Didn't like watch that, and it was like three minutes because nobody think, had anything to say. That, no, like th- this is like uh, opening day. There's 30 games going. Yeah. yeah, I didn't watch them all. There's two. Yeah, well, to be fair, no, I, you're, and one guys, was I'm just trying to like the explain Eastern the Conference. way the world works. I'm not trying to defend them. No, there's no to be fair here. Philly, Philly Celtics, you know, garners a lot of names and Ivies. I will say it is wild. That even Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, I mean Jokic, whatever. We're used to the disrespect, mm. but even Kevin Durant and Booker are like, yeah, they don't, they don't move well, the needle. I mean, like. the headline from Nuggets Suns is what happened with Matt Ishby in Game Four. Oh, like, when people think of Nuggets Suns, <laughs> damn it, you're right. That is the main storyline. <laughs> That's so <laughs> we true. Should, we should do a new segment where it's just five minutes of a. Uh, Harrison Wynn having to talk about the Eastern Conference playoffs. <laughs> oh, well, I didn't I'm watch this one, yeah, but I, didn't I, did, I didn't look at the box score either. <laughs> doesn't matter. I mean, I'm watching these those terrible games. I'm seeing all the games. There's not that goddamn many. This is the point. <laughs> is, yeah, there's four total. This is the happening. point. Is Yeah, but they're not watching ours is the whole thing. But anyway, um, you know, the narrative outside has been about you know, Booker, and for good reason, he's been unbelievable. But I genuinely sit back and go, how can anyone look at this series that features Kevin Durant, who, by the way, for most of the year, people said was, you know, well, when we talk about best players, I'm not sure it's not Katie. I mean, I know you got Trash MVP tank. candidates, but the top three guys, but to me, for my money, it's Kevin Durant. First of all, nothing he can do rest of the way. Like, Yoke's already outplayed him so much that even two games wouldn't make up for it. But Yoke, to me, is the guy who his worst game in this series he shot nine of twenty, I think, or not, yeah, I think nine of twenty, slightly below fifty percent for a near triple double. Yoke's yoke in this series to me is the most dominant he's been against the best players. Even with Booker having the best games of his life, even with KD there, Jokic stands head and shoulders above the pack. That's my big hangover take. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're right, and so much of this series and and playoffs have been about Devin Booker. And it's so funny, like, we had the whole MVP conversation from game one to game 82 during the regular (laughs) season. And once the playoffs start, everybody just can't wait to anoint who is the best player in the playoffs? Right. <laughs> You're right. You're right. We that were, is the game three and first round we were doing Jimmy this. Jimmy Butler is clearly the best player in the playoffs. That's so true. Devin Booker. Oh, it's Devin Booker is the best player in the playoffs. Oh, I missed one. No, the best player in the playoffs is Nikola Jokic. He's outscoring Devin Booker in yep. this series. Bet you didn't know that. Um, By two points, but yes. But he is. Yeah. And um, it, it's just been... You know, another masterclass from Nikola Jokic in the playoffs. Yeah, man. I uh, Where I got the most drunk last night, it wasn't from booze like you would expect. It was from just drinking down all of the back-it-up tweets of the, I guess he is pretty good. The, uh, like, I can't even, you know, like yeah. all of these things where mm-hmm. you're like, oh, man, like, you, like what, are you, what are you supposed to do at this point? Like, yeah. the, it, you... Now realize if you are, unless you are the most ardent, just contrarian in the world, uh, and that's just your brand, and you just like making people mad, which there's quite a few of those. Um, you don't have an art, you have no leg to stand on now. Like, unless you don't know, like maybe you just didn't, I don't know, watch the game, you just checked out the <laughs> that's the box actual score. truth, yeah, yeah. But the, like, people that are now actually watching one of the two games on each night, um, you just watch, you're like, oh no. All of my talking points were wrong. They were <laughs> they were all wrong. They're all based on this weird idea of like this caricature, this straw man of Nikola Jokic that is a traffic cone on defense, uh, that is unable to perform in the playoffs, that gets swept out of the first round, can't make it out of the first round. All these things that we've heard forever that you're just like, I don't even know what to say except for you're wrong. And now they they see it from themselves and they're like, Oh, God damn it. Anyway, I was very drunk off that. Basketball fandom is like a woefully consequentialist thing, right? Like wins and losses. Yep. Then we decide. And I think Booker and Jokic are in rare territory here in that they've both been so good. Like one of these teams is going to lose the series. I still think you look foolish if you're trying to be a hater about either one of those guys. Uh, Jokic, to the point you guys are making, is it points, rebounds, and assists? He leads all second-round players yep. in right now. Of course. Right? Yeah. And it's honestly, even <laughs> even we almost take him for granted just because we know it's there. And it reminds me a little bit of peak LeBron of you look 
around the other stat lines around mm -hmm. the league and you go, look at this guy stepping up. This guy's on an unbelievable tear. We've never seen him play this well. And then you look at LeBron, or in this case, Jokic's averages, and you go, still better than everyone, right. you know? Like, he, he's... And it's not a perimeter player, and it's a perimeter league. So I think maybe something about the loudness of it doesn't translate the way a Booker 50-piece would. But if you watch it every night, like Eric said, you, at one point you just start laughing to yourself. Yeah. And you go, does basketball get easier than this offensively? Yeah. 30.6 points per game is just so many points. <laughs> That's the thing is, the difference between a LeBron and say like a Kobe or a Steph, and I just want to make this clear, I'm not sure it's necessary about which players are better full stop because I think if you watch Steph Curry win all these championships, it's hard to say you know, he's obviously supremely val valuable. But those guys, their value is primarily shot making and the gravity that they have. And as a result, they just have games where they're cold. And then you're like, well, they're not nearly as impactful tonight because they're cold. Yoke is so impactful no matter what happens. This is why in the first half I saw on the timeline some people like, Yoke's really struggling. Man, he just missed a couple shots, but he was doing every... He still had seven assists. <laughs> he still had, But he also still dominates Six rebounds. every possession he gets. Exactly. Yeah. I love Simmons, another podcast I'm listening to. And we know Simmons has been on the Jokic train for a while. It's like every game he grows more obsessed. It's kind of fun watching somebody it gain is. your addiction. Dude, it's like it's, it's like That's having a... Way a to put it. It's, yeah. it's what I imagine having a child is and then teaching them about the world. And you're like... Here it is. Uh, well, here don't it is. give them your 40, addiction, though. Ideally, well, here it is, forty-year-old <laughs> man. Here's Jokic. Isn't this amazing? And you watch, you watch Simmons like slowly over the years, but even in this playoffs, go from the like, well, I, I still had so and so MVP, and maybe, but this or that, to like, what was I thinking? This guy does everything, yeah, everything yeah. you want. And my point, I was getting to LeBron is, LeBron is obviously one of, the, if not the greatest player of all time. And part of what makes him great is we remember all of his bad games. Because there's so few. Right. That it's like, you remember that one time he played bad? Right. <laughs> it's such a big deal. That's so true. And, you know, last night, Booker didn't have a bad game. He missed some shots, and it was below average. But it stops there. You know, he did some things well, sets the table. But Yoke is scoring at the same rate while also dominating every other aspect. And what I love about Simmons' commentary is he says, when you watch the Nuggets, they just get what they want every time down other than when they don't pass to Yoke on rare occasions. But if you play through Jokic, the shot you get is like an A- minus at worst. Yep. And that's the thing about Yoke in the playoffs is he's so engaged that it's, there, it's just unbelievable when you watch other teams play and how hard it is to score and you watch Denver and you're like, oh, yeah, there's an open shot. Yeah, yeah for sure. To go back to his stats, he's sixth in points, second in rebounds, second in assists. He's 22nd in minutes per game. <laughs> Like what? <laughs> Twenty second in minutes per game, sixth in points, second in rebounds, second in assists. I mean, my big takeaway from last night, my hangover take, is that just the the power and the ferocity and, and the fire that Nikola Jokic is playing with right now. It reminds me of how he played in that game against Giannis in Greece and Stark Arena in Serbia. That game we were at yep. last summer, like he played with just this power that we have like never seen from him before. So true. And as the playoffs have gone on this season, I feel like he's at that level right now. He totally. Is. He's doing whatever he wants out there. And um, it just reminds me of how I felt watching him in that game. Um, if you watch him every night, I mean, he's just the best player in the world. It's, yeah. it's not hard to come to that conclusion because he makes the game easier than anybody. He elevates his teammates more than anybody else in the league. And he's just the best off offensive player in the league. And maybe of all time. Like, like that's not crazy to say. We're we're so lucky too, because we don't we get to do more than just watch. We're around the team to some extent, right? Whatever extent media is. Some doors we don't get to go in. But there's an eerie calmness to Jokic right now that if they get this done. I always think about the little things that the folk who did get to cover championship teams and players sort of picked up on over the years. And there's so much sort of like fighting for your lives out there in the postseason and, and a lot of fiery quotes and every competitor is a little different. And I don't think this is necessarily better, but for Jokic, he is so locked in. Like he's playing at the highest level of anyone and he's unfazed at the podium. He hasn't impressed himself at all. He is quietly committed to this goal. And like, if they get this done, 
that's going to be something I talk about in hindsight a lot is the way that like, if you were just around this guy, you understood he was in control. Yeah. I also think that I'm projecting now. I'm projecting a lot. But we all feel that Jokic, one of the things we sometimes joke about is like, how much does he actually love basketball? I honestly think he loves basketball. The regular season is just so boring to him. Training camp so boring to him because it's not competitive. It's not pushing him in any way. It's such a just like a pickup game, all-star game. I just think they're like, they don't challenge him. I think the playoffs, he just seems like he has more fun than the regular season when he's yeah. in the playoffs because it requires something of him, and he always has it, but it's almost like he enjoys having to tap into it. Well, it's like a puzzle to him. It's yeah. a puzzle that he slowly has to put together and right. figure out, and we well talk said. all the time about how as a series goes longer and longer, Nikola Jokic figures out his opponent more and more. And, you know, at the beginning of this series, he was hyping up DeAndre Ayton a little bit. Oh, I have a lot of respect for Ayton, which, yeah. which I think he actually Angel does. Marie. But, um, oh, it's going to be fun. You know, it's going to be a fun battle. And, you know, he has just completely neutralized DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton's gotten played off the floor in most of these games. And um, he is just in complete control. And by now... I mean, tomorrow's game six of this series. He has the sun so figured out. It's like at a point where you feel bad for Phoenix's defense because they just don't have a prayer. This is what happens. I mean, Yoke had him figured out in game one, I think. But you're, to your point, figures out more and more. Yeah. And when you have a good defender or good defense, if you have a Draymond Green, there's new puzzles to be un, you know discovered along the way of a series because they're also adjusting. I don't think that's true of this Suns team. And that's not just to knock on DeAndre Ayton, who I actually think, I mean, he's he's in a rough spot. He's in a weird moment, but he's not a terrible player. It's just he's not capable of matching Jokic wit to wit. Yeah. And right now it's like, okay, I know the few little things you guys can do, and I can read them like that. And that's why, yeah, as the series goes on, I just feel even more and more confident about him. And then lastly, knock on wood on this one, I've been raving about Devin Booker's conditioning because it really has stood out, and yeah. I think Denver made a, an impact on him. Jokic's conditioning has been incredible too, man. <laughs> yeah, Jokic, like, it's the most underrated aspect of Jokic's game is that he's one of the best athletes in terms of endurance or yes. mentally toughness to overcome it uh, of anyone, and I think it's on full display right now, even though nobody's really talking about it. Yeah. Especially defensively, where he's had yeah. to cover a lot of ground, stay really focused and disciplined. And then we know he's not going to protect the rim, but be disruptive with his hands. Last game we saw that. <clears throat> so I don't want to go away from your point. I think they go hand in hand, conditioning and not nearly enough talk about how good Jokic has been defensively in this series. A series that 98% of analysts before it started would have guessed he would struggle in defensively. He is so far from Denver's weak link. At times, he's been a huge plus, particularly in the Denver games. So... Obviously, we talk about him in offensive terms because he is one of the very best to ever do it. But we almost do him a disservice with that framing because defensively, he has been, you know, more than passable against eight in a series with obscene firepower. Yeah. And that, I mean, the, the thing that has been said about Jokic for the last two years, which people use to actually try to elevate, but actually knocks down what he's doing is like oh the best availability is availability he's out there you know so you got to recognize that but like it <laughs> it's not really acknowledged how insanely durable he is how many minutes he plays how um he he doesn't he's he's not just like standing still in the corner and just like catching his breath it is insane when you like really take a second to look and appreciate at what Jokic never looks tired ever um and he never knock on wood like misses games you know because he's just like he's just built like a goddamn live oak and somehow he has the ability to just never stop moving i right. it's there's just so many things about Jokic that don't make sense <laughs> yeah like you would expect well, somebody who he, he just like looks like he's lumbering. And you, never you would, yeah, you expect it's like tired to go along with it. Not the not the case. The joy though for Yoke, and he deserves it because when you're this level of player, you know the best in the NBA. <laughs> every minor failure should be like, okay, we need to recontextualize. The beauty of Yoke is he's been the best player in the NBA. Full stop. I'm sorry. You can argue Jimmy Butler. I argue Devin Booker. You guys can have your arguments. You're wrong, but Yoke's been the best player. If he trips up in game six or in the late in the next round or something, like it still all goes for naught. So that's the level he's at. Yeah. Where 
the standard for him is best player outplay every single person. And you know what? I kind of like it. It's there's a level of respect to to giving a guy. No matter if you are awesome 10 games in a row, if the 11th one's bad, we're going to judge you for it. Yeah. Um, and he's one win away from having more Western Conference Finals appearances than first-round losses. Oh, I'm so ready. Let's take a quick break. On the other side, another guy whose reputation, I'm scrolling the timeline last night, reputation through the roof. Ooh, the Bragenda's own Michael <laughs> Porter Jr. <laughs> You're on Brendan's page. <laughs> Brendan's timeline? Was, I was just scrolling his timeline. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> Athletic Greens. People are loving Michael Porter right <laughs> now. <laughs> athletic Greens is a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I want Did you do it today? Better gut health. Of course I did today, right, man. Come sure. on. Come on. Why do you... you can't, don't even ask me. Don't that. even ask. More me. energy. Optimized immune system. I get that all with Athletic Greens. With one scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Lifestyle-friendly, no matter what diet you're using. Athletic Greens, it works with that. Gluten-free, vegan, paleo, keto, whatever you're doing, Athletic Greens works. Uh, so it's time to reclaim your health. Arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Athletic Greens is just one scoop and a cup of water every single day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and vitamins and supplements. To look out for your health. Athleticgreens.com slash nuggets. Athleticgreens.com slash nuggets to take ownership over your health. Pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Athletic Greens is also going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Athleticgreens.com slash nuggets. Also, FuboTV.com slash DNVR stream 140 plus live channels of sports shows, movies, and news. Stream it from any device as well. Phone, laptop, uh, TV, whatever you need. Um, start watching immediately. Go to FuboTV.com slash DNVR. Hit that QR code right there on the screen. Sign up. Boom. You're going with Fubo. No contract, no cable. You get a thousand hours of cloud D DVR included at no extra cost as well. Watch your local teams, Nuggets playoff games, golf, tennis, F1. Ooh. Watch Nuggets Nas playoff run on ABC with Fubo TV. Go to FuboTV.com slash DNVR. FuboTV.com slash DNVR to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. So you get even more than everything I just said with Fubo Pro. FuboTV.com slash DNVR. All right, there you go. Segment two, DNVR Nuggets podcast. I'm telling you, tomorrow, away game, though, Thursday night, DNVR bar. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> I just think it's going to be a great atmosphere. Shocker. We've had a Friday game, and atmosphere was unbelievable. We've yeah, had a Saturday game, atmosphere unbelievable. This one, Thursday, you know, so people might have to work whatever. Mm. Call in a little sick. Yeah, like, you know, not, work. You know, call in. Don't Leave call early. In. Also, no, don't call in sick. Call in with like a flat tire because that allows you like to be late. I know. Also, you know what I mean? But you, so you just show up. But like also non-shouts non to the Nuggets who lose on the weekend and win <laughs> on the weekdays. <laughs> not, not cool, Nuggets. Not for, cool. For these road games, what would you say? Like 90 minutes before, an hour before to like guarantee a good seat? 90 minutes. I mean, it hasn't been as packed, honestly, I, I feel, as years past. Maybe maybe in part because it has been a lot of very late weekday games. That might be a bit of it. Yeah. Weekends, obviously, have been unbelievable. But Thursday night, I just a, a Yo, chance to exercise off. demons. Again, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. It's going to be a, a dogfight. We'll talk about it. But, man, if they win on Thursday, it's going to be a party here at DNVR. Yeah. Yep. You're going to want to be here. Okay, you're going to want to be here. Rocky, by the way, set to... We're restocked tomorrow. Hell at yeah. The DNVR bar. Can't wait. Um, let's talk about Michael Porter Jr. Um, another guy that I'm scrolling the timeline and it's just nothing but praise. But here's where the praise is most interesting to me. His defense has not just been passable. He hasn't just been like a guy that they're not targeting because it's not useful. He's kind of a plus defender. Oh, it's he not gets, kind of. He gets switched out on a Devin Booker. And I kind of I, I sit there and I go, oh, good. Thank God. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, instead Woo! of one of those little little guys like Bruce or KCP, as good as they are, I'm kind of like I like Booker. I like uh, Michael Porter out there. Vote your theory that maybe he's always been a decent defender. He just can't move because of his back. 
you know, knock on wood, his back's been a little healthy, and here he is looking like a great defensive player. No doubt. And then there's the communication aspect of it, getting yourself up to speed defensively, mm-hmm. mentally, which mm-hmm. you just can't do. Like, you can listen to everyone, watch the film, talk to the coaches, but at the NBA level, I think you got to be out there, right, to see, to train yourself for that level of processing and how quickly it all happens. So he did need time on the floor. He has learned how to use his length. He's talked about that. This molding into a better defender is a conscious effort. Uh, it's it's intentional. It's calculated. And I think he's been arguably their best one-on-one defender on Booker. We have Whoa. not. I, I, <laughs> wow. I mean that. One-on-one. One-on-one. I wonder what the statistics say. First of all, he hasn't guarded him a lot. It, but, but he might be right. Maybe, Statistically, man. man like He maybe. hasn't burned Porter. No, he hasn't. Now, granted, Porter does is not picking him up for four quarters the way Pope is. I'm also, not, also, it's the lowest bar to clear. It, it, he's not missing shots. Totally, so if he misses totally. one, you're like, he's but, the best. <laughs> it's a specific thing that I'm trying to say, but yeah. I bring it up because last time he played this team in the playoffs, it was like, man, every time, who no matter who has the ball, pick and roll, let's find Mike, let's attack him. Let's get him on an island. That has not been a factor in either round of these playoffs. Eaton takes himself out of the game. Porter's been there, man. Those rotations are good. He's not as strong as Aiton, but he's tall. And he, I think three times now in this series, he's read that pass to the free throw line at, and, and just been there first, stripped it away. This guy's learning. He's been smarter, and he looks more athletic defensively. It's, I think he's been one of their better defenders in, in the playoffs. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is, and you kind of hit on it, but we just haven't talked about him being the target at all. In these playoffs, the pigeon, yeah, oh, as they kept saying, over they're gonna switch Michael Porter on right. to Devin this Booker and Kevin Durant every play, yeah, totally. But it hasn't been the case, and we haven't talked about it because he's not that weak link anymore. And you got to give him all the credit, like, he should have improved as a defender, and he absolutely has. Yeah. So, um, I've, I've been really impressed, like, he. He has leveled up defensively, yeah. and um, you you got to give him all the credit. Yeah, I, I mean, it's all of Michael Porter Jr.'s elevation is just a combination of body feeling healthy, athleticism returning, um, and maturity, uh, finding his place in this offense, in this ecosystem, uh, learning how to communicate, learning what his teammates expect of him. All of these things, like, we went through, like, the stage of, like, petulant Michael Porter Jr., calling out, you know, not getting the ball enough. We've gone through injured Michael Porter Jr. We've gone through all of these things where there's just all – the thing with MPJ is it's, like, so obvious when you look at him. It's like he's just built like a Greek god. Right? You just, you're <laughs> like, with a bad yeah, back. Yeah, you're, you're like – well, like Achilles. Had a yeah, bad, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Achilles back, yeah. Yeah, but, the, but you just look at him and it's like, it's like looking at Michael Phelps. You're like, I bet that guy's a good swimmer. <laughs> like you look, at, you look at Michael Porter Jr. I'm like, I bet that guy's good at basketball. And then yeah. he, somehow he's also the most accurate shooter I've ever seen. Such a good take. And, but it's like he just has uh, had all of these things you always look at. You're like, God, if only. Yeah. It's always just like if only, if only with Mike. And like now – it's like, goddamn! There's just all these things with this team in general that we've been waiting for. Jamal to return, Mike to figure it out uh, defensively for them to learn how to turn it on and and you know apply the requisite amount of energy that they just wouldn't all season. All this stuff that we're like, man, I know this stuff is here, is all finally coming to roost like a pigeon, like a pigeon coming. There home is to this roost. tweet from uh, Blue Arrow Arrow Collector. Shout out. Where he said that last MPJ shot was the cleanest swish sound I've ever heard, <laughs> and he posted it, and it it really was. Like, <laughs> you, you should find that <laughs> blue arrow collector. Like that shit got me going. That's what <laughs> that got me excited. Well, first, Kale, as you're looking for that, guys, we got to take a timeout. We need a hot box and hot take for a second. <laughs> we, need a, we need a hot box and hot take. Oh, you already that, did the, the MPJ segment. Down. No, yeah, but no, it's on MPJ. Okay, cool. We talked we, just now. We were being pragmatic. We were being realistic. This is time to hot box and hot take it a little bit. Michael Porter Jr. is averaging 14.9 points per game in this series. A low number. Or in the playoffs. A very low number. And it's because his lows, he was on a little bit of a streak here in this series in particular where wasn't getting a lot of shots and the rhythm was a little disrupted. I don't love that party. Shooting 48% from the field, 42.5% from three on six and a half attempts, which given that he's only taken 12 shots a game, it's pretty impressive that, you know. Um, and then he's rebounded well, eight rebounds. 
I don't know why the Nuggets haven't worked him more into the offense. If you were to ask me again to my head, why haven't they? I would say it's probably because Michael Malone likes he doesn't think about offense. He's told us that. They don't really their offense, they just roll out the ball. Yeah. It's like, but, yeah, Jokic called this play. Yeah, and then oh Murray Jokic is good enough. We don't need anything else. But I think there might be a little something to Porter hasn't been healthy in the offseason for a couple years now. And I don't know how much Denver wanted to build something around him, knowing that, hey, man, he hasn't really finished seasons, and let's just kind of go it. Now, obviously, this year, he's been able to stay on the court for, for most of the season. I kind of think this might be the worst Mike we get. If he, I mean, so, you would think. If he's healthy. He's 23. Well, yeah. he is 23, so of course there's room for growth. But what I mean is... Denver can work him into their offense very, very easily in a natural way. And that natural way is running him more off screen. It's funny that part of what happened in this game is they were like, Mike, don't let Booker just sit on defense, move a little bit more off ball. They talked after the game about shortcutting more so that Booker had to follow the cut. Not that it's like getting open, but just so Booker has to follow and trail and run around. But also running him off of a Jokic handoff and having him elevate and then decide whether or not to shoot it, if the defense jumps out drop it to yoke who's now suddenly open <coughs> to me denver has a very easy simple way to work him into their offense in an offseason like going into next year that would open up their game so much more and while i think it's probably more about malone's just like stubbornness or this or that i do hope that there's a world where they win it this year and then come back next year with the yeah, but we weren't actually fully unlo- unlocked just yet. Now we are. Now we've got the full Porter. <laughs> now we're saving full it. 2013 well, Spurs. Jokic 31, Murray 26 a game. Porter 15. He's, in my opinion, yeah. much closer to Murray than He's, he is yeah. to Aaron Gordon in terms of the impact he can make as a scorer. Well, the biggest way to unlock Mike Moore, it comes at the ex- not the expense. That's the wrong word. But it's on Jamal Murray to unlock Mike Moore, I think. Yeah. So much of the Nuggets' offense is the Jokic-Murray two-man game, and that's yeah. the biggest reason why Mike doesn't get more touches. It's because that is the core of the Nuggets' offense. It's Jokic operating into the Jokic-Murray two-man game. Yeah. And if you know Denver shifts more you know, towards Jokic ball, less usage for Jamal Murray, less shots for Jamal Murray, that is the way I think you incorporate MPJ more. Well, it also just like allowing him to play in the fourth quarter would help him. I know it is a little <laughs> weird. That's like the one thing somebody pointed out that I didn't even realize he didn't play in minutes. the fourth. Now he usually comes back for those last five minutes they that were became garbage, garbage yeah. time. I will say this though, there is a. I'm not going to do it because they won, but like you do have to reward the guy a little bit. I know. I would have given. I know this. Is, you're going to laugh at me for how dumb this is. I would have given him the defensive player of the game chain in that game. Now, it was good, yeah. It's used as a motivational thing yeah, more than anything is. else. That, but oh, uh, <laughs> There's no cash value. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the, Malone's clearly doing like coaching stuff with it, and I thought it would have been a good call. It's all but, a head game. Hey, if he we're getting way ahead of ourselves, but let's do it, right? It's hot box. If he plays this role and they win, one way you can reward him, you spend the offseason integrating him into the offense. And it's not just a thank you. It's exp- now that we've we've cleaned things up and we've won the title. Let's explore the dynasty potential. And does that include unlocking this guy to his fullest potential? And you don't want him to leave either, right? And he's been so committed to this. But I think if he plays this role and you win, at some point you have to look at expanding that role going forward. He's better than a 15-point-per-game scorer. He just is. Like Aaron Gordon's at 14, Bruce Brown's at 12. So right now he's closer to those guys. But we know he's not. His scoring is so unbelievable that you got to get it there. And then lastly, I'll throw to you, Harrison, but... I really think that the playoffs are where players become better and teams become better. That's why it's so important to go deep in the playoffs and be pushed because I think you come out the other side stronger. And like this game five, a lot of it came down to Murray. As great as you are, you have to find the balance between aggression and being a point guard because the point guard part is just as important right now. And I think he did that in game five in a way that I hope, I'm not convinced, but I hope is just a lesson he doesn't have to relearn in this playoffs. That's like, okay, I, that's a balance I need to always be conscious of. And if you get that the rest of the way, you're a better team. Maybe there's a chance in this playoffs that it's like, you know when we always win is when Porter has a Porter quarter? And maybe instead of just waiting to see if one happens, we should try to happen. stimulate one. By the way, yeah. game six. So Booker, they did a lot of things differently with Booker in that game. We, we will talk, you know, Pope picking him up full court. Here's the other thing. 
he had to guard Michael Porter Jr. in that first quarter. Right. He had to run around with him. And it's at altitude. He rolls the ankle. And so by the end of that game, at one point, he kind of accidentally, I think, starts to pick up Murray at full court, realizes it's probably not his role at this point in the game, and Murray blows past him. Booker's behind the play, jogging. It is the first time all series we have seen that. And obviously the way they guarded him is a big part. Another big part is you make him run in the first quarter. I think they'd be foolish not to give him the rock and get in quarter one of game six. Yeah. yeah. Another way that Mike can become a more dangerous scorer is just learning how to dribble. Like, he still can't really dribble. True. And we saw that earlier in the series when he had some bad quarters. Some of those turnovers he had. He's just got to get a better handle, and that would really open up more to his game when he's in that two-man action with Nicola. I kind of disagree. I mean, I agree that obviously a handle would open up his game, but they even if he never gets a handle... I mean, he, they, just, he just can't really dribble right now. I know, but I don't think you need to. Again, Clay Thompson had a 60-point game with 12 dribbles, and to me, that's Michael Porter is in that same mold where... You don't necessarily need him to overdrip. You need him to run off the handoff with Jokic and go into a shooting motion. So Jokic's man is like, my the defender's trailing the play. I have to jump out and put a hand up on this. Yeah. And either he hits it over him, which is what we see from him sometimes, or the thing we don't see is what Draymond does. Draymond sets that screen, hands it off to uh, Steph Curry or Clay Thompson, and immediately rolls. Because if they jump out, you just drop it off, and now you're already halfway For into sure. the short roll. Yeah. And to me... Yes, a, a handle would make him better. Like a lot of little skills would make him better. But the skills he has without development to me opens up Denver's offense to another layer. When we talk about the series and Murray needs to be a little bit of a better playmaker in game three and four, that's true. But you can also just have Porter creating his own shot in that one action that naturally flows in the game that you have without making any major adjustments. So it's like, hey, let's look for this one opportunity because it's there eight times a game. Totally. Yeah. I mean, but there's a reason like Clay Thompson doesn't do that every game. Like you but need more. But he doesn't need to do that every game. He is the threat that like <laughs> counter punches the other threat. Right. I'm serious. If you right. my, the point is this if you ran and started with instead of starting with a Murray pick and roll, you start with a Michael Porter handoff where he goes into the shooting motion. Either he hits it because that screen worked, the handoff worked, or he hits it to Jokic and then you Jokic rolls and then to the Murray pick and roll. It's just you create little micro advantages that lead to a big advantage. And that to me is one doesn't really take any work. They already know how to do it. They just don't go to it very much. And if it were me, I would be like, Hey guys, this is the one action that unlocks all of our other stuff to another degree. My feeling on this too, is that Mike's game currently is pretty heavily predicated on whether or not his shot is falling. It's entirely predicated on it. And there's just so much he could do with, getting to the rack he's shown us that he's able to like the, I, I just think like when there's a game and it's Mike's not hitting shots it's like then they kind of go away from him he shrinks a little bit like totally there's just I, I just feel like he has so many physical gifts which are not being necessarily utilized or considered uh, as far as just like part of the normal offense that you know I think will just sort of naturally come just as it, it, to me, it's just like the whole thing comes down to do Jamal and Jokic fundamentally trust Michael Porter Jr. to be one of the three instead of one of the two? You know, it's, it, can the two-man game become a three-man game? Um, and a lot of that is just, you know, and I you, you see it. I just think it's like a natural trust thing. Like Jokic feels – we went through whole seasons being like, Jokic won't pass the ball to MPJ. Now we're on Jamal won't pass the ball to MPJ. It's like all these things where, you know, maybe there's some interpersonal stuff that we don't know about. But at a certain point, like when the guy just knocks it down, everything you send his way, you just like you don't even question. it. And I think you can still I mean, when did both of these points are true is the bottom line, right? Like we talked about not having these full off seasons. The handle, I think, looked better this year at times. It can still get better. But you can also still just call his number as things are. Watch that clip of him dunking on Kevin Durant. It's a DHO, Yoke Ops, out of the handoff, Porter curls, cuts to the rim. First of all, Magic Johnson-level pass from Jokic. But guess who Michael Porter Jr. is teammates with? Nikola Jokic. Receives the, <laughs> receives the insane pass and dunks on Kevin Durant and takes his soul. Watch that clip and tell me they can't find more looks for that player. 
Yeah. You, you can. Again, I, I, the stuff you're talking about, though, the drives, to me, that is more on the win side of he needs to unlock his, unlock his <clears throat> handle a little bit more. Because I do worry that if you scaled up his ball handling, you would probably just... Well, I just mean, like, you can go to the basket and Jokic will find you. But like, the thing is, those <clears throat> passes, he'll find you more when you are drawing the defense out. More. Like, right now, Clay Thompson's gravity is greater than Michael Porter Jr.'s gravity. It shouldn't be. Michael Porter shoots just as well, if not better, and is taller. It should be more. But teams have this sense of Porter's only going to get so many shots, and he doesn't really have the green light to pull up every time off of that. Whereas Clay Thompson has too much of a green light, quite frankly. He takes some really crazy ones. Sure but I would rather move the scale a little bit more to Mike. But you have to build in that release valve of go into your shooting motion knowing that you can always drop it off to Jokic. And Jokic always knows you're going to go into it right off the handoff and just be ready for the release valve. And I, to me, that one simple thing totally. will draw the defense out more. So all the shortcuts that he does, that he already does, will be open 10, 15, 20% more. And we're going to see even more of those dunks because of that. So to me, it's just... You have to constantly have pressure and counter pressure, and I don't think Denver goes to the first part. That dribble handoff, give Mike the opportunity to elevate and decision make from there. I would just love to see it. All right, let's take a break. Let's get to some more things, including we got to look ahead now to game six. We did this after game two where we kind of was like, ah, the series, driver's yeah. seat, this or that. No. Not over. Not over. No. 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 In a good spot, but not over. Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. If you don't know where to get Breck Brew, check out the Breck Brew beer locator. Breckbrew.com. You just put in your zip code. Tells you where to get Breckenridge Brewery, wherever you are. Colorado, one of the, our neighboring states. Uh, wherever you are, you, are, you, <laughs> you can know get them. Breck Brew. Um, also, make sure to check out the Mile High City Golden Ale. It's right there on the screen. Ooh. Beautiful nuggets can. Great tasting beer as well. Um, Breck Brew is a beer for any occasion. There's no better way to watch a game than having some Breck Brew with you. So uh, go to breckbrew.com, check out the Breck Brew beer locator. And if you're local, stop by the DNVR bar, corner of Colfax and York. Of course, we have Breckenridge Brewery on tap. Of course. Of course. You guys know, you guys know what kind of day today is? Uh, I mean, it's probably a, a hump day, vanilla Porter Jr. day. No, no, this is some Avalanche real Amber. fall weather, man. This Remember is the unofficial beer of fall weather. I would say this is the most spring day. This is actually this is a Colorado. very springy day. <laughs> but when you think of spring, you don't think of like the storm as much. This is tornado. We have a tornado warning right now. No, I know that we the get most, lifted away. That's literally only happens in spring. I'm yeah. gonna scoot home in that. I can't wait. Yeah, me too. Let's go, dude. <laughs> Ivy Nutrition of Wash Park. Check out their Wash Park location. Corner of Alameda and Downing. You've got to go to that location to get this deal. Mention DNVR. Get 50% off your first Ivy Nutritional Drip. It's a huge discount. Like, IVs cost a lot because they're legit. They really help you live a healthier life. And this is a big discount. 50% off your first Ivy Nutritional Drip at the Wash Park IV Nutrition location corner, Alameda and Downing. Mention DNVR, get 50% off your first trip. Give them a call, 720-259-4404 for more information. They also do wellness blood testing and consultations, intermuscular injections with vitamin formulas, hydration drips, the express lunch drip if you don't have a lot of time. Tons of different options. Uh, mentioned DNVR at their Wash Park location, corner Alameda and Downing. Get 50% off your first IV drip. We should do a, a hangover takes episode there. Just all of us in the zero Mid grab drip. chairs Dude, with our, yeah, with in, our mics. In zero gravity? Zero gravity. Our takes would be so good, I feel like. So good. Yeah. Imagine our takes with no gravity. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. With an IV. Our takes are held down by gravity, in generally your speaking. Yeah. Man, there's a tornado warning in, in Divide, Colorado, in the mountains. How weird is that? Can you imagine a mountain tornado? Stay safe, everybody in Divide. Stay safe. No, I've, I've, I've seen it. These eyes have seen one. You've really? seen a mountain tornado? Yes. Tell us about that. You, did you live? Uh, I died that day. I was at Boy Scout camp. You were in Boy Scout camp and saw a tornado? It's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, uh, there's, a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of layers inside. <laughs> if you really want to, you really want to whittle them camp. away. <laughs> All right. Um, and there it was, huh? There it was. At, uh, camp Bendela Tour. You, this is why you hate camping, huh? You've had nothing but terrible camping experiences with Boy Scouts. Yeah, it's called uh, being forced to be a Boy Scout and then a camp, finding yourself camping in a snow cave. You've been forced to whatever. I'm so, dude, <laughs> I'm so excited for camping that season. So <laughs> excited God. for camping season, man. It's so close. Um, the Nuggets, 
have won three games at home, lost two on the road. The three games at home have been, I would say, comfortable by playoff standards. Remember when we said there'd be no more comfortable wins? I was wrong. The last game was a comfortable win. We We had a little bit of a party throughout the fourth quarter. They've been close on the road. I think there is good reason to sit here and feel really confident. Not maybe not overconfident, but I just I'll go ahead and say it. I think Nuggets win game six. I just think Ooh. they're the better team. I think that they have figured out pressuring Booker, making him work. Just cut down the margins on them in that way. And then offensively, I'm so curious to see if the Suns adjust. I mean, Jokic is in such control. Do you and Aiton feels like he has a foot out the door? What's the adjustment? Well, double team yoke. I mean, it's a, it's a last ditch. Like, okay, well, we can't just good eight luck. Of course, good luck. But again, Mike hits eight threes. In well, the first this half. this is your hope. Okay, you're they're on the road. We've covered them the same way for five games, more or less. What if we mixed it up now, out of the blue, on the road, and dared KCP to make shots and dared Aaron Gordon to make shots? It's not the worst strategy. It's just that, of course, Denver is bread and butter all year. Has been that. Nonetheless, I just think Denver is the better team. Um, and I feel confident heading into game six. I'll go to the most confident guy on the panel, D-Line. Are you, am I being a little too over the top here? <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, I need to see. I, I Nobody's won on, on not in their home building yet. Like, I, we, I don't know. We have to, I have to see. Like, we, I mean, truly, like, this, this series has played. Like, the Nuggets have played the best games in the series. Like, they have had the biggest advantage over the Suns. The Suns won. They had a much smaller margin of victory. And victory was not assured until the final buzzer. Um, that was not, that's not been the case in game uh, five and one. And in game two, it was close, but it wasn't that close. Anyway, um, I don't know. Like, I just don't know what to make of it. Like, I, I need to see, um, I need to see the role players show up on the road. Like, uh, this, yeah. is, this is the, you know, the, there's so many talking points you have to hit over question, and over. Here's the question, though. Do you? Need the role players? And here's why. This is my, again, it's going to be tough. This is not like an odd 90-10 thing I'm saying. I'm just saying I f- have a slight edge to Denver in game six. Devin Booker in game one shot 52, 53%. They lost. He shot 48% in game two. They lost. He shot 80% in game three. They won. He shot 78% yeah. in game four. They won. Yeah. They shot 42% and they lost. When he shoots below 78%, <laughs> they lose by 45 points combined yeah. in three games. When he shoots 78% or better, they win by a combined six points in his minutes. I, I mean, this I, is my point. They got to hold Burker under 60% shoot or 65% shooting. It seems like a very uh, modest goal that they should be able to accomplish. Just no one's done it. I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm with you, Eric. I'm with like, you. I don't know. Like, I I feel very confident. The, the reason I picked the Nuggets in seven is because they have home court advantage. Like, I I'm hoping that the Suns feel like a little bit of like, what are we supposed to do against the Denver Nuggets? But I also know that like, there's more Landry Shamets over there. You know, there's more like guys that you're like, Lonnie Walker, really? Like, but let me let me put it another way. How many times do you think he shot seventy percent? In the playoffs in the first round, oh, I, I probably seventy. Not that. I'm, we're talking about seventy-eight, by the way, at the Nuggets. But we'll just lower it to seventy. I don't know. One Zero. time he went nineteen <laughs> of twenty-seven in Game Six. That was the one time. Every other time below that. How many times do you think he did it in the regular season? The entirety of it. Zero. Twice. <laughs> twice he did it, and then he did it twice in two games in a row. So again, Devin Booker's great, and he's capable of going for it. I just think the odds so overwhelmingly. Point in the direction of Booker played the two best games of his life, yep. and they eked out a win. But Wind, you're you're against this one, so I want to hear it. Uh, yeah, I think the Nuggets lose Game Six. Yeah, I feel pretty confident <clears throat> in that. I mean, it's just how these series tend to go. I think with most teams and with Denver, um, Suns role players are going to play better. I think Denver's bench plays a little worse. Yep. I think we have the adjustment talk again coming out of that game. Which is a whole nother thing, but um, yeah. I mean, I, I just think Phoenix wins Game Six. I agree. I'm still in on this role player thing as the swing factor. I don't know if Devin Booker plays as well as he did in three and four, but I would pencil Booker and Durant at home in for enough. I think they'll shoot better at home. I think they'll get the whistle yeah. they're looking for. And I just at home. think naturally Denver takes its foot off the gas a little bit. And the role you can talk about how you aggressive you want to play and how physical you want to play again in Game Six. Naturally, you just don't, though. And you can... It sounds like an oversimplification with the role player thing, right? But that just... 
just watch those shots last night, man. Like those Akogi corner threes, you know, like hapless. Dude, those those shots had no chance, and a handful of them will drop in Phoenix. Not necessarily from him, but you get the point. Whereas I think Bruce Brown probably doesn't play quite as well. So, I mean, there's obviously a chance that Denver starters blow theirs out of the water. That's actually a possibility, but I would I would wager that the role players will probably still decide game six. By that same logic, I would be very confident coming back for a game seven. Yeah. I, I do think they'll win next game, though. I think the Nuggets will win. I, I do. I mean, I, but you're just asking me to be like ultra confident and say like definitively. I, I, of course I, not. No, but I'm saying like that, that was the lead in. Like that, I, I do, I do, like, I think that Devin Booker did hurt his foot. Yeah, actually, mm. people at the arena did too. Like there was some, I, I think there's sometimes some chatter, and sometimes those injuries actually hurt worse two days yes. later than the day of. Yes, and I think that there is some explanation for his drop off in that. Um, there's also the you know like the Nuggets changed their strategy, wearing him out, all this stuff. Um, there's just a, just little things that you know you chip away at, you chip away at. Like you're saying, can he shoot seventy percent or something? Um, just I I I mean I maybe I'm just maybe I'm just this is hopeful but I I just I don't know I just I feel like the Nuggets got over on the Phoenix Suns last night in a way that was not just like well your turn my turn your turn it was like no you're getting punched in the goddamn mouth here tonight like you're you're here you're gonna understand like there's a difference there are levels to this right you know and that that felt like there was there are levels to this kind of game Jokic in closeout games in his career. You got the Utah closeout game seven where he went for 30 points, 11, 14 rebounds, four assists. He was 12 of 23. We all remember. Game winner. Well, game winner. We all remember how good he was. Yeah. You go to the Clippers game, game seven, 16 points, 22 rebounds, 13 assists, two steals, three blocks. Just another like monster game. Monster. You go to the next year where you go up against that Portland Trailblazers. Game six of the Portland series is one of my all-time favorite Jokic games. 36 points, eight rebounds, six assists, which those numbers nowadays... Meh. Yeah, they almost seem pedestrian. But that game, if you recall, in the fourth quarter, Jokic determined it was over. Yeah, If you remember... That was like, you know, good game managing it. Fourth quarter, and Yoke was just like hitting threes in Nurkic's eye, just scoring everywhere. And it was one of those ones when we're, I'm sure if I was Portland watching that one, I'd be like, this guy's not, he's, it's just going to, it was like watching a slow death where you're like, yeah, he's going to score again. Oh, here comes down the court. I'll bet you he, yep, he scored again. I just, I don't know. I think Yoke, I think tomorrow's a Jokic game. <laughs> it's funny to say because every game's a Jokic game. What a bold prediction. <laughs> I think every game's a Jokic. But I, I just wouldn't be surprised if tomorrow is the most aggressive Jokic from opening tip. Um, and then on top of that, I do think Murray went through a full circle in this series, ramping up to where I need to score, I need to score, to coming around to maybe I should let the game come to me and here's where the spots are. And then lastly, when you talk about role players on the road, one guy who has been a role player on the lo- role, uh, road is Michael Porter. I don't think that he's going to struggle again on the road. So I, I don't know. I just feel there's a lot of avenues for me with Denver. Then you factor in the Booker piece of this. I will say one weird wrinkle to all of this that hasn't been discussed yet. Does Chris Paul come back? No. You just don't think he's he's, he's not coming back. I think it'd be a mistake. I know. I don't that. think you know that. Yeah, he's not coming back. Because it hasn't been reported. That's the word on the street. Word on the street is he's he's too far out. Yeah, not this series. I'd also feel good about it if they did. Like he could even if he could get on the floor, how good would he be? Would it slow the them? The Suns down? are better without him. Every every possession. I think they are, man. They play faster. They're more uh, dynamic. They're you. They're more like create. Like they Paul. can do more things i feel like paul can't guard anymore really and but it and especially if he's hurt but it's also just as simple as every possession that the ball is not in booker's hands even kevin durant i'm like word yeah and with chris paul back he eats some of those possessions and just one more thing this has got me thinking just the idea of devin booker being this like transcendent player everyone's oh this is coming out party look how incredible devin booker is playing he's not there every game Jokic is there every single game. Hey, like you can, there. what's that? Go ahead. Oh, it's just saying like that's the diff that the, that represents the actual tiers, the actual levels between transcendent all time superstar, uh, all star player, good. You know, it's like the 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 transcendent superstars bring it every uh, single night. Booker to me is as close to what you're talking. About. I think you're both close. right here in that. 
But I think he is there every night. It's that his bad games are just meaningfully worse than Jokic's bad games. And because yeah. you're right, he had a bad game in game five and he was still 40 something, 48%. Like it was still a pretty good game. They just need him to be even better. But that is different than, say, a Murray, who's like bad games are yes. like, oh, my God, you were yeah. negative in tonight. I, I, he's I, not a negative. He's just not always. No, but the he's not always. Jokic is so high. That's, you're right. You're right. Like, but, yeah, when you say like Jokic is going to have a good game, it's like, duh. Sorry. I have I have to say, though, like I've get, maybe not Jokic level because he's literally the best player alive, but I have gained some of this respect for Booker, specifically yeah, what we're talking about. Sure. I would expect him to be there in every playoff. Yeah. To me, his I, I have seen his ceiling raise. Yeah, like totally. significantly, well, but I'm, I'm, I'm also like, that's you know, like if it's if it's last year and Devin Booker is Nikola Jokic, has a team where he is the centerpiece sure. and has a, sure. like that team. Not only are they not making it out of the first round, it's not, not no game is close. Yeah, when we got one more ad break. Yes, let's hit it. We got super chats, and then I am going to ask one more question about yes, the rotation. What <laughs> staggering? Peyton Watson. Um, the American Raptors of Infinity Park. Uh, tickets for the American Raptors, just $10. Children 12 and under are free. You can't make it. They stream all their games on ESPN Plus as well. Also, be sure to stop by the DNVR bar May 27th for the team's season finale watch party. They take on the Cobras Brazil at 12 p.m. Uh, see you in Rugby Town, USA. Um, tickets, just $10. Children 12 and under are free. Check out the DNVR Rugby Podcast. Subscribe to that as well. The American Raptors of Infinity Park. Fun for the whole family. Uh, Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays. They've got you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Look, you guys probably have bought sunglasses in the past. Probably, probably expensive. They probably break. You don't have to worry about that with Shady Rays. Shady Rays is affordable, and if you break your shades or lose your pair, even on day one, they told us they'll send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Uh, wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back um, long after your purchase. This is exclusively for our listeners. Shady Rays has given out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code DMVR. Get 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try yourself the shades. Rated five stars by 250,000 people. There you go. Um, real quick, do you have the video of the perfect swish, Kale? Let's oh, listen to it. thing is... Turn the volume weird. up. Six to midnight. <laughs> Listen to this. I told you. Dude, it's like a cannonball I like hitting the you. water line. I told you. I love Michael Porter, man. I really do. Uh, I, he he's he's not there yet, but the best version of him offensively, he's going to be one of those guys where his shots feel like they're worth an extra half point. They already do. Are you kidding you me? Are you, are you those, kidding? First of all, they are. This is the a porter quarter always has he ever had a porter quarter in a quarter the Nuggets lost? Honest question. <laughs> no way. There, I, we'd, I don't know if anyone can research this, but I would guess no. But to, he, he's got not. that deflating like you play a great defensive possession, then he hits a three, and you're just like, oh shit. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get to some super chats. Charlie Anderson, Mr. Anderson. The refs did their best. But they just couldn't get the Suns back into that one. <laughs> I mean, I honestly, I, mean, I feel crazy. I don't feel that. <laughs> I really. Every don't. series in the history of playoff series, both teams think they're getting a bad one. Yeah. But hey, if you want to pay to, but the Nuggets are there. getting a bad one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Drewby, happy birthday, Brendan! Thanks for all the great content, and here's to another year, Zivoli, my friend. Thank Zivoli. you. Thank you kindly. Uh, Connor Pasica, I'm going to be so anxious for this game. LFG, yes, but how different is it? Three two oh, from two two. It's, it's exciting, anxious versus yeah. Yeah. terror. You oh, can so lose true. white hot one. terror. You can lose this one, but also you, you can, can win, win it. it. You can win it, man. Uh, Gail Monf oh, Monfili. It's gonna be an incredible show if it happens, though. It's been <laughs> so nice. We're all to here for it too. You know what? Know. Dev's going out to Phoenix, dude. How how lit is that? That feels right. That feels like who would be there if they closed it out. Oh, yeah. Um, Bo <laughs> bottle service dev? Absolutely. I think this is Gail Munfield dev. Munfield <laughs> Devsdale. Riot House dev. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so nice to watch on YouTube. NBA analysts back paddling on Jokic, i.e., Nick Wright. Man, this sleepless night might have been joyful. 
D-line Jokic. D-line equals Jokic? Whoa. Wow. Easy. Easy there. I yeah. will say, man, Nick Wright has been. You're I don't gone. know if you've I don't know if you've cut the clips. No. I'm convinced nobody actually watches the Nick Wright show. They, they just don't. see the clip. It's the only clip just come Correct. through. I, yeah. I woke up this morning and I didn't turn on his show. I just like waited on the timeline for yeah. the, the yeah. clips yeah, the to start clips rolling. To I would never watch the goddamn show. He's like He's so good. I honestly have an appreciation for Nick Wright. I don't love that style of coverage. The, I don't. The hot taking, but record. I do have an appreciation for the ones who are good at it. He has been doing the thing where he's setting himself up for the backtrack. Oh, he's yeah. been, totally you know what good. I mean? Like he's all like, totally. you know, Nicola's been incredible. It's the best. The Nuggets look like a real team. Like he is. He's and if got, you listen closely to what I said before, yeah, yeah. he wasn't the greatest things. He's like, a, you know, a lot of people are going to start miscategorizing the things I've said in the yeah, past. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. All of them were recorded. <laughs> Guess what? We have them. Guess what? No more room in the club. You missed the boat. Oh, all right. He's the club. Also watch PHNX Sport. From start to finish, devil face. Um, I, I give us the yeah. Honestly, that helps us too. Yeah, no, thank you. Give yeah, us you, the numbers, baby. Tyler Peters, have the Nuggets considered dressing in dinosaur costumes as a defensive game plan for Booker? Jack White should do that in Phoenix. That's hilarious. Uh -oh. I hate that Rocky hasn't incited Devin Booker in some way. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's That seems like the absolute territory of Rocky. That That is what Rocky is yeah, for. Maybe he's waiting for Game 7. And we can end this Nugget show the same way we end every Nugget show with a super chat from a Celtics fan. <laughs> All right, B-Vote, this is probably my last time gassing my Celtics up. I don't know what last night was. This is the best birthday ever. It was ugly, but I die with my team, so Celtics in seven. Are you saying we won't hear from you again because you're going to die? Did, did, you, guys, oh, go did you guys hear Simmons and KOC today yet? Because no. they touched all the playoffs. I skipped that part of the, the Boston part of it. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me give you the highlight. Low let me give you the highlight. Shout out KOC. I to the KOC part. voted Christian Brown second team all rookie. Oh. Shout out hey, KOC. my guy Kevin O'Connor. Is he feeding all of the K agendas? K KOC, no, no, no. Because I will say this. KOC, really good on a lot of these agendas. A little lower on Yoke, though. Uh, he's he's, here, he's, he's not Christian though. Brown, so he's good for uh, He was appalled that Jokic came in number one on the power rankings. Bill's talking about how amazing Jokic is and how Devin Booker, how great Devin Booker is, but how Jokic, like you said, never generates a bad possession in full control. And, the guy, and you know, when you just start to talk about those 1A guys, you have to wonder, Tatum, yeah. is he 1B? Is he 1B? He might be. Uh, yeah. It's uh, hilarious. I, you, you love to see it. I will say, do you guys care more? Would you rather the 76ers or Celtics win at this point? Do you have a preference? 76ers for sure. I want the Celtics to win. I don't want Joel Embiid to make it out of the second round. This is me too. This is oh. why I'm so petty that I have just Have you guys not been fighting online all year? Where have you been? I mean, I just want a Nuggets 76ers fight. I do The too. narrative gods are lining up to yeah. like That's yeah, what like, we're Let's settle get. this, you know? Mm. I mean, I would prefer that just... It is funnier, though, to be like, man, totally. make, it to, make it to the conference finals, then we'll talk. Yeah. Yeah, just, I want... That would be fun. This is my sincere wish, is that Joel Embiid has now entered the absolute spotlight. There is a difference between being the starting quarterback and the backup quarterback. Like, yeah. the, the bride versus the bridesmaid. He is now the MVP, which means he is open to the criticism that Nikola Jokic has been enjoying for the last two years. He is open to the same ludicrous and ridiculous talking points that he deserves to get because apparently that's what happens when you're the MVP. So he needs to hear he like make up shit about. He needs you. to hear like, oh, he can't get out in the second round. Oh, we blah, 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 blah. all of these things where you're like, oh, did, did we want this? Yeah. Did we want this? <laughs> it would be a, an incredible story. Um, lastly, before we get out of there, and you can hit that outro music, Kale. But before we get out of here, you know, no adjustments from personnel. Eight man rotation. I mean, I doubt that changes in game six now. Like, you know, if you weren't going to do it in game they five. But won. the question I'll ask more broadly, are we getting more than eight players at any point? If the Western Conference Finals goes poorly enough in the first two games, I think. I think so it's more of a disaster will make an adjustment, yes. not anything, and not anything short of that. No. If they're winning, he's not going to change it. No chance. But I do think. As if it goes 1-1, one, one, then 1-1. One, one. What do you think, When You have a better read on this stuff. I'll say this, man. I'm not convinced like Peyton Watson was not in the rotation last what night. What happened? Yeah, you tweeted it out. You Peyton us. Watson during a timeout took off his warm-up and was in a Nuggets huddle talking with coaches like he was about to go in the game. Then the timeout ended. He did not sub into the game. 
it was it was very interesting um but looking back i actually think it was the right call to not switch things up last night i i said that if you remember at the end of the first quarter the nuggets were up 15 points murray got blocked by kd kd yeah. scored or they scored then murray had a turnover so i'll have to go back and watch another empty possession they scored it went from 15 to 11 and i kind of wonder if at 15 you put him in and at 11 you don't i think he was about to go in and then something happened where it didn't i just yeah to me it is that they're they're doing well it's like if they're if they if they if they had not come out and just like punched phoenix in the mouth to start off with and got to the league i think they would have been like okay let's but they were like he's like f it you know yeah. it's like, all this everything i'm touching is working so why would i change anything i i just think 11 is a number you can come back it's on possible. that's why and they did actually take the lead in the second quarter whereas 15 maybe a little bit less so i don't know i I do think we ultimately eventually see some other players in this, but I think you're right. Unfortunately, I think it's going to come in losses that maybe could have been prevented, but maybe not. No, no, no. We'll Sometimes complain you about lose them. in the playoffs too, man. Sometimes you just lose I think in the we're playoffs. mad about rotations and losses that haven't happened yet. Because it's the only thing we can complain about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. That does it for today. Thanks for joining us. Guess what? Tomorrow, a chance to close out uh, the Phoenix Suns. Game six. We're going to be right back here. You guys know it. Hit the like button on the way out. Let's go. Vacation starts with VA. One thing you'll love about your trip to Virginia is that you'll never have to settle for one thing. All that you love is all in one trip. Start yours at virginia.org.